And that moody little piece is the showdown from StarCraft II Wings of Liberty. Hi, I'm Philip, and this is Listening Together, the spinoff podcast of Gaming Together, where we take a look at OSTs about once a month and see what really hits and jives with them. Hey, Nave, my sweet co-host, you ready to listen to some cool tunes? What's really weird is that like this little sp- this spinoff has a better intro than our regular show, which we never <laughs> what? see. What do you mean? <laughs> You you just come in all suave, and that, my dear listener, is <laughs> uh, "Sweet Child of Mine" by Coed and Cambria. I just wanted to, I don't know, like play video game music and like just chill out. Be like, hey guys, let's listen to, I don't know, I can't think of any music at all at this point. Uh, listen, listen to the Pokemon theme song as we sit here on a podcast. Which uh, we are not just in here by ourselves. We are joined by Robert from ASAP Weekly. Hello, hello. Yes, thank you for having me. Uh, I'd like to say that I feel um, like, honestly, honestly, uh, there is there is a place. Um, what's what's that? What's that like radio station that's like super super? Oh, NPR. Fun? NPR. Oh, no. Like you got a voice from. If you want to do that, I I swear, just like send an audio clip of some of these intros and you're in. I don't know. Uh, those guys are always very. Um, was it a uh, PBS? PG, I guess, like <laughs> even like G rated. Like they're like Elmo most of the time. You got to like, clip. You got to like clip just the intro. <laughs> yeah. So our uh, podcast this week is about StarCraft Two, uh, specifically the Wings of Liberty soundtrack, because I know each expansion added uh, more narrative elements and more music. So, Robert, we asked you to be on the show because you are a long time member of our little hugging circle, a co-op partner <laughs> of the ages. Over a year ago, uh, you invited us onto your show and you came onto ours to talk about RTS games specifically and Rocket League. Now, I know you played StarCraft II competitively or semi-competitively. Like, were you good? I I have hit the top 10% of Whoa! North America. That's a lot of people. Oh, well, North America, never mind. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's just Diamond. Okay, guys, it's just Diamond. I just made it sound like it was a lot better. Yeah. Anyway. So why did you want to talk about StarCraft 2 specifically? I, I'm going to be honest. Like the biggest thing that stood out to me is, um, and I, I need to talk about, I, I, I threw this in the notes as well, but uh, I need to talk about this because uh, to me, like there's a lot of people who played like these kind of games and it was all like, oh, competitive online multiplayer, right? Like that was the big focus. But yeah. I actually went through all of StarCraft like campaign and on top of it, read all the books um, that were done in between these things. And so when I was thinking OST, I'm like, not only have I listened to this OST like a whole bunch, um, but I feel like um, it's very much like the soundtrack that's in my head as I'm reading, uh, as I read through some of the books. Um, yeah. And and I feel like they also, and I'll talk about this later as well when we go through certain tracks, but certain tracks to me like relate to the characters um in the actual campaign so like when we get to that i i, I want to talk about that a little bit because it, it to me that was also an intriguing part where like the music itself reflected the character they were portraying i got it. this um you can definitely tell which songs are connected to each race like this is de- like you know like, this you? is definitely a tear in i think so like there's some zergy songs especially whenever the the title is the hive if you had or, to ask um, me just to look at the list of songs and be like, which one is the Zergs? I'd be like, probably that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. Well, Nate, what's your connection with the game? What do you know about StarCraft 2? 
Well, as a, a long-time listeners of Gaming Together know, I don't really like Star Wars, so I kind of avoided this as much as I could. No, it's it, nothing I, to do with I Star know. Wars. God, this, I was, I was being, I was being funny, Philip. The, uh, the game itself. <laughs> That's not I this podcast. Looked across. <laughs> this is the, the aisle. <laughs> God damn it, Philip! I looked across <laughs> the aisle at Age of Empires, or I was playing Age of Empires, looking across the aisle at Starcraft. So I was always an Age of Empires boy. I uh, and I'll, even Command and Conquer. That's about as far over as I would ever uh, get out of the real time strategy uh, circle. And whenever I saw StarCraft, I would see these YouTube compilations, and I, it's just like foreign language. I don't know anything about it. So um, I hardly ever – the first time I played StarCraft was for the pod whenever Robert was on to talk about uh, real-time strategy games back in our infancy. So you never heard these songs in context then? Nope, not at all. I maybe the whatever because the, there's clearly a song on the main menu, right? So I'm sure one of these songs I had heard at least – from the main menu, yeah. but that's all I had done is like one co-op level with you or whatever you do in StarCraft. Yeah, we played the co-op game mode that they added much later on. Uh, so my kind of experience with this game was like, you know, our friend JP in real life, real life friend. Uh, I remember we drove to Kansas, I think one day or for like spring break or something to hang out with his brother and his brother had his computers hooked up to his big screen TV and that's all he had. And we just sat there and I watched him play through like the whole campaign of Starcraft. And I had no experience with PC gaming at this point. And so I'm just watching this and I'm like, this is what PC games look like. This is incredible because this is, I think this was like right when the game had come out. So I'm watching the campaign and there's so many cool levels. I ended up getting it whenever I came back home. Turns out I am terrible at it. Uh, I played a little bit of the campaign, never finished it, but I loved Zerg rushing because it was the cheesiest strategy you could do at low elos and win. Nice. Yeah, I was one of those guys. That or at the end, whenever you're losing in a you know versus game, uh, when it pops up in the log, it'll say like Dr. Tuv left the game. Whenever it's like, okay, the game's over, you can quit. And so whenever I was losing and it looked like they destroyed my last building, I would just type in Dr. Tuv has left the game. And I would get so many wins where people would disconnect after they saw that message, thinking I actually left the game. When really the message says like Dr. Tuv and then the, the little colon and then Dr. Tub has left the game or whatever. So it's clearly like me staying and not the system, but they would fall for it. So like more times than you'd expect. Yes. Yeah, surprising amount. Like, I feel like you shouldn't once you, once, once that happens to you once, or once someone tries to do it to you once, you, I feel like you should never fall for it again, but uh, there you go. Maybe you're just, you don't even have to play the game. That's how good you were. Yeah. You just bamboozle them. So these, the soundtrack is incredibly, I want to say like cinematic. Because it feels like movie I'd music the, almost. I'd use the word atmospheric. Oh, that too. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, like the tracks are either look like it needs to be played over like an action scene or something, or it needs to be just like played in the RTS background. That's it. Like elevator music almost. Can, can it's very say, different. Oh, what's up, uh, right, Robert? I was just gonna say, like, I think one thing that I want to mention, like right off the bat, is for whatever reason, like and this has to do with like movies and TV shows and stuff in general. Um, we've decided that like an orchestral score is apparently the like soundtrack to space. Like I don't like this was something that um, the, the um, damn Cooper on Dune was talking about. Um, it was it Frank. Is it, is it, is it the one guy who's, who's the guy? Is it Frank Zimmer? Is, is that the guy Zimmer Zimmer? <laughs> I think it is. Okay. I don't know. Look, I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Um, but either Zimmer. way, uh, 
composer on Dune was talking about this, where like on Dune, he purposely was trying to make sounds that like were no longer orchestral because in every like space like sci-fi type thing, they've always used orchestral music. Um, yeah, and it's a wacky soundtrack. Like <laughs> I I listen I listen to the Dune soundtrack sometimes, and it's like this feels like atmosphere and like a whole lot of work to make sure they just didn't use orchestral like stylized sound. Um, but yeah, you get a lot of this. You get a lot of orchestral style music in this. But there is a bunch of kind of a little twist. There's a lot of guitar, just like acoustic sounding guitar. And I want to say like Western sounding. Bluesy. Or not exactly bluesy. Yeah, like yeah. That's better. It's a bluesy thing because there's a lot of harmonica bringing in there too. Is it harmon- well, they uh, mostly or is violin about the uh, the bottleneck slide. There's a it, this song. This is. There's two songs where it's just predominantly the the hook of the whole song where there's a guitar with a, a bottleneck slide sliding up, kind of like if you're playing an odd world game. Or a, a really good example is uh, Rogue Legacy. I think it's Rogue Legacy. Uh, or Rogue Galaxy, sorry. Damn, all these games with their two you are names. You're losing it. Like there's a game <laughs> called Rogue Galaxy, I'm pretty sure, where you're just a space trucker. And that's it's literally... It, we're gonna talk about it soon in the first category, but it's literally that's what all the music sounds like. So when I'm just driving in my mail truck listening to this soundtrack because it's on Spotify, very convenient for me. Uh, I just felt like I was in Rogue uh, Rogue Galaxy, just driving around delivering hearts to people, evading the law. <laughs> there you go. All right. So this had a number of composers: uh, Derek Duke, Clint Stafford. Which, thank you, whoever put that in there, because I did not put that in there. I threw it in. Yeah, it's it's a Wikipedia copy-paste. There you go. Oh, even better. Russell Bauer, Sasha Dickskin. What is this? (laughs) Dickenstein. Yes, Sasha Dickskin. (laughs) Dickenstein would probably... uh, Chris Valsko. Approximation. Okay, sorry about that, Sasha. (laughs) But let's take a listen to what, what I would say the most notorious song is, which is the main menu theme which is Wings of Liberty main theme. Let's hit it. The song is a good one to start off with because um, you can definitely tell from this one. This is, is going to set the mood for the entire uh, album. There's a lot of uh, imagery that you seem to be missing out on. Like it's clearly, especially like this part right here, you're clearly supposed to be watching something happening, right? Yeah. If you right, like, this, what's up? Does this part like the part where where it gets into like the extra harmonies? Where I'm just like, this is straight up. Like I've been watching that new Lord of the Rings or whatever. This is yeah. straight up like a scene where you see like a big city and like you're entering a big city or something. You know what I mean? Like so, the camera is swooping past a lot of CGI and you're like, wow, yeah, a lot this of is CGI impressive. mountains. Yeah, it, it feels so much like the uh, like Lord of the Rings. This 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 song in particular, out of all of them, right? It feels like they're like, yes, this is the this is what we want. Yeah, there I is a little bit of whimsy, some fantasy in there too. But it starts with that, uh, like we talked about, like that almost bluesy guitar. 
Yeah. In the very beginning. That one. And by the way, a lot of these songs go on for like nine minutes. Oh, we do not. <laughs> yeah, we're not to going to take it on. <laughs> this was the primary concern that I had with uh, this album in particular, because so many of the songs are like in video game soundtracks. You don't have just like one loop in modern games. You have many different uh, motifs in the same song. It's supposed to be like an area or like a a, a menu that you're in or something like that. And yeah. so in order to uh, crunch that down into album size, a lot of times they do what is happening here in this OST where they just have each of these motifs just back to back in one song rather than having a bunch of like 45 second songs. And it's harder to, in our format, point to another song because some songs I would be like, oh, this is a good hook. And I'd look and see what the song was and it would be like seven and a half song. minutes into yeah. a song. <laughs> <laughs> and then it changes immediately and i'm just like i wish you know like if only it was a uh, cut up a little bit more yeah uh i definitely had that problem too where there were so many songs where like i was going back and forth on like my last four songs which i think they all got picked when and somebody picked one of the songs i wanted for like every category i think we all settled on a, a contingent like three or four that are just the best obviously or the best to listen to because a lot of them are backtracks where you're just like listening to while you're building more pylons or in the rear with the gear. Yeah, it is interesting because it, it I think the songs that we got on the list it's note it's it's more like notable songs with very easily pointed out hooks where uh a lot of the other songs they're not terrible songs like they're not uh, offensive in any way like you could put this entire soundtrack on in the background of like a card shop while everyone's playing magic or Yu-Gi-Oh, and everyone's just chilling to it you know what i mean like no one oh, will yeah. be upset about that but um that that's pro that's that goes back to me talking about the length of these songs uh it, again i don't want to go on a loop like that which before we start getting our picks robert i don't know about you but the yeah, I know you really wanted to pick this one and you know you explained why, but a lot of these songs were not hidden for me. Not compared I, to I'm gonna be honest, because okay, so this is the thing. I, I feel like when when I was thinking of this, I realized that I chose like by far the most um hours upon hours upon hours that you're listening to this stuff type of music, right? Where I, I think like uh in in other stylized games, like I think it's literally the genre or the style of the game where they've created this kind of element where they're looking at um making sure all the songs are so like orchestral and slow. Like because I immediately like when I was looking through this soundtrack, there's there's really three songs that I'm like, yes, these songs like are great and I will talk about them, especially with context. But um if I take a look at like I they were I I will say I will say personally like six of the songs sound very similar in some respect or another like six like six or a little too generic where I'm like no like this is not a song I'd be like hey go listen to right yeah. and I think that's one of those things that like if I compare this like to the Pokemon episode right where I think there's something about the style or the design of the Pokemon music that meant everything was like extremely catchy right and still could be listened to for long periods of times where some of these i think um like I, I i distinctly remember there are times where i'm playing the game and i can't even tell when a song switches you know what i mean yeah i think uh, nave highlighted the best with his card shop uh, analogy where these songs 
they are not going to get hooked into your brain. You're not going to stop and be distracted by it. This is just a backtrack that you won't even notice while you're in there, but could kind of set the mood. I think Robert was talking whenever he said contextual, uh, I think that's, that's a good way to describe uh, someone's attachment to something like this, where I, so me and Philip, we both said, especially me, I, I have no context for this soundtrack. Philip has a little bit of context. Robert, you have a, tons hours upon hours hundreds of hours probably i probably have more context than most people who play starcraft because i can literally remember specific scenes like like uh between between like uh what, what's it called um between gameplay right uh, uh yeah the cutscenes. Cut cut is that what you're talking about <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's the video game feature uh, cutscenes just released yeah, yeah. i remember specific cutscenes where some of these songs are featured right and um and so like when I go there and I go into that part of my memory, not only does it hit nostalgia, but my brain starts then working backwards, like the thread of like where that story, like how, how we got to this point in the story and where that story is going. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, and I, I literally, I think there's even of all the people who play Starcraft, there's this very small amount that like know a lot of this history. Um, But I, once again, I'm saving some of this stuff and then I'll bore you to death about it when we get to it. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't help that our previous two episodes were, pokemon yellow and also uh final fantasy a two games <laughs> that are just known for their soundtracks so it's yeah. uh, like i, I had really a happy. final fantasy eight soundtrack before we did the episode and i have not played the game which name uh, did you see the photo i sent you maybe probably oh uh, early birthday present my my mom bought me the double pack final fantasy eight uh final fantasy seven for the switch oh did she know Has, she was she wasn't listening to the episode was she what? No, are you crazy? No one listens to our show. It's <laughs> wait, that, that episode hasn't even out yet. I don't oh, think. Oh yeah, you're right. It's gonna be out after. Anyways, yeah, that that's really. If you're cool, listening. Though. I love you, Mama. I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh well, it couldn't have been that important. Okay, uh, let's move on to our first category: the show you show off, or maybe the best song, the song you're not embarrassed to share. Now, my I chose I Minx Minx. As my song, but it's going to come up in a later category. And I think it'd be better saved for there. So that's, that's the one I would show off mostly because of just how wild it gets compared to (laughs) every other song in the list. I feel like this one goes the, the hardest where I was thinking about like, if you're sitting in a car and the music is kind of a little lame, you got the people in the backseat falling asleep. I put on I minx and all of a sudden it's a vibe in the going on in the car. Well, we'll play that one later. First, I want Nave. Can you explain the, the song you picked that you want to show off? Um, uh, me and Robert actually picked the same song, so that's interesting. Um, so I, I'm assuming he's going to have a lot more like context to add to this. For me, I really just came from feeling, and um, I am I do play guitar in my free time. Um, I am a big fan of uh, bottleneck slides. I love bluesy sound. Like I'm really into clutch, and I'm really into uh older stuff like uh lotus or what is it lotus redding is that his name i can't remember guy did funk 49 and stuff like that i really like this sound and um especially when it's slower and subdued and this is a very this might actually end up on my like songs if i loop back around to it a few times because a lot of times when i'm driving at work uh this kind of music really does set a tone for just being out in the countryside like i am all of all the time under the white clouds and blue sky it really felt good to hear this and having this song so early on in the album set a tone for me that 
I was overall disappointed with by the end because I was hoping I was like really surprised. I was like, I don't know well, what this I'm like, yeah, I was really I was really happy with the first song, which was Wings of Liberty, and then this one. So go ahead and get Robert. Well, let's uh, yeah, Robert. Uh, why did you pick this song as a, like the one you wanted to show off or your share? Um. Okay. So there's like a motif and oh wait, did we name the song? It's Public Enemy. Yeah, Public Enemy. Yes. Um. I don't know if you want to play a little bit of it, but... Uh, yeah, well, I can lead into it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, boy! That's public. I mean, the... There we go. The rap <laughs> I just see a desert. Like, I literally see a desert. That's what's so interesting about this is because I see simultaneously Stranger from Oddworld Stranger's Wrath walking into town, and I also see the vast emptiness of space as my tiny little ship putters along, hoping that I'm oh, not getting spotted. Space cowboy stuff? Yeah. 100%. But I think they na- they nailed it. Absolutely. When it comes to that space cowboy stuff. Which they lean into that like hard western Terran type thing with the devil dogs and my goose is getting cooked. No, I don't know. Like they're always saying these <laughs> <laughs> these macho things that are just like Yeah, it, it's it's very much so. So it, to give context, if I may here, um Please do. This this song I'm gonna need the song to pause or I'm gonna be concentrated. Oh, you want me to take it down? Yeah. Yeah, is that all right? Is that right? Sorry. Yeah. Um, but uh I was just gonna say that in the in the games, essentially this is like your very first mission of StarCraft 2 really is this opening with this song. And it pants to uh Rainer, who's the main main character. He's in a bar. Um, down on his luck, all right. Because uh, the army has uh, bombed his, you know, ex-girlfriend who was starting to become a zerg. All right. If I could pause well, here, uh, um, yeah. Besides the girlfriend part, just hearing that song, you you are literally just told that story without any visuals. Like if you see that guy <laughs> yeah. at a bar and you hear this sound, you're like, that guy's down on his luck. Yeah, he and he like doesn't like the whole thing is like, um, people betrayed him. He doesn't trust anybody, right? At this point. Um, and then he and he's just literally sitting around there and then he gets a call from his buddy uh, to to go help or go do some mercenary missions, which they did before. So um, I just found that I think. I think and this is one of those things where I think the books gives me a lot more like feeling because sometimes I feel like in video games, it can be hit and miss, like how invested you can get, especially in something like RTS, where it's you're not really like the person does that make sense like yeah, i think you definitely a step games, outside the person yeah it's- you're like way above you know so it's hard to make it personal like as personal right and i think the cutscenes. i mean that's the one thing that starcraft always had was the cutscenes, right like even if you look at um starcraft one cutscenes, right for their time what was it like 95 98 like they blow everything at that time out of the water right um and i think it's this this feeling of like him feeling very much alone and also no longer trusting anybody. And then you get this song and then he's just literally also in a barren planet and just drinking some alcohol. And it's, uh, it's great. I I think it sets the tone perfectly for the series. I think, and what I actually think is funny is I I like how you commented how different this is from the other songs, because I think the music also clashes 
with some of the um, I would say plot line clashes in 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 the actual like story, right? Yeah. Where um you have this very individualized like focused story that could have been everything like about this guy like trying to you know pick everything up together right with all the like chaos going around around uh, going on around him but then you have like the larger like different races fighting against each other in space battles and stuff right and i think constantly when you listen to the soundtrack that's what it's mixing it's like oh we got we got oh we got the guitar we got the gritty guitar or oh we have the suspensal zerg and then it's like oh no now we're like illustrious space battle like you know like in and we're all you know, we're listening to opera all of a sudden. So it, it's it's very interesting how I think the music perfectly reflects something that I think they also had trouble with in the actual like video game, especially um, getting the story kind of not going too many directions at once. So, which is kind of hard to do whenever you're telling a story about intergalactic space war. <laughs> yeah, but, but but I mean, okay, so the, like this is a side tangent, right? But like. Um, if you watched Infinity War, the reason that that movie is so well done is because it's still focused on one character, right? It's essentially yeah. the rise of the evil, evil big bad for the next movie. Um, and I think what you, what a lot of people realize is like the grander the scale, the more focus, especially at the beginning, you have to have on individual characters for people to care. Yeah, personal oh, conflict yeah. amidst a, a, a large scale story. Otherwise, you get scenes like. Um what was it, uh, Star Wars, where you have the big bad that you know nothing about, and it's just mysterious, and you're like, I guess I should care for some reason. And then he just dies. Are we talking about the new ones? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, I guess that guy's dead. All right. (laughs) I'm glad I didn't care in the beginning. (laughs) So, sorry, I'm laughing because, like, StarCraft does this thing where um, there's, like, an actual really good bad guy, um, Imensk, uh um who is very complicated but I'll, I'll get to him when we get to his his song but uh but then it's actual big bad just becomes like a deity like some like evil deity i'm like i you guys lost me oh they jump Carrion <laughs> ascends and becomes also a god it, it's it's it loses its plot okay near the end um so they went I, full final fantasy saying. yeah yeah all right uh, this moves us around to our next category this is the notable one where you just had a song that you think maybe it's just notable for you personally. Like we had our shareable song. This is one is just something that is so, the song is so different. It's so special. We got to talk about it. And somehow we ended up all picking the same song. What is happening? That is weird. Like, like you guys said before, there's only really four songs that aren't just strictly background music. The entirety of the song um yeah there was one song i oh, don't don't remember which one it is but like i said it was like seven minutes into it where i finally got to a point where i'm like "Ooh, what song is this but um <laughs> uh it is funny that we all ended up picking heaven's devils which is a pretty cool name yeah let's take a quick listen then we can talk about why we picked it just has so much personality that's for sure you hear the the thump and bass and you already know why i picked it you like the bass all about it specifically the fucking getty lee bass solo that happens pretty early on it just makes me think of the the terrans with their ridiculous units of just like the little race cars that shoot fire and 
so good. And that hopeful so, guitar. Or is that the violin? I'm not even sure what this is. Guitar. Okay. I think it's a guitar. But um, I was going to say that uh, Heaven's Devils is actually the name of, the, of one of the books that came out right before Stargate 2 and it's it's based on the two guys, like the two main Terran guys. There you go. There's that bass solo I was talking about. Wow! Wow! This has such a, uh, a a fantasy space prog album like vibe to it, with the yeah, organ suddenly feels like, coming in like it's yes. Yeah, I was getting Boston for a second. Rush. Like, mm, Boston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is that Rush? Rush? Is that Boston? <laughs> well, so what I wrote, I wrote this down the first time I listened to this, uh, and after I listened to this song, it, I said, "It sounds like a Rush cover band from Louisiana decided to make their own <laughs> album." <laughs> And that was before I knew the song. The whole album was about to take a left turn. But you can definitely hear Getty Lee vocals just right there, singing about trees or something ridiculous. <laughs> like trees. Yeah, every um, StarCraft player who ever played multiplayer, this is if they played Terra, this is all they listen to. <laughs> this is a, on it is on repeat. You no, know, no, this is pretty much it. This is the Terra song. So, like, at least at the beginning of every game, this is the song. You oh, to. really? I didn't, I didn't know it did that. I mean, most people turn off the music and then listen to own music, but I, I listened to way too much of this, and then, and then when I wasn't listening to this, I was listening to Lincoln Park. So that's my memories of playing multiplayer StarCraft. So there you go. <laughs> well, it's like. Did you turn off the music in League of Legends? Because I yeah. did instantly. Yeah, I, I, I was not going to listen to that same Summoner's Rift 40 minute long song. Um, I'll also say, like, uh, there's actually a lot of, I don't know if it's controversies of the word, but a lot of people prefer the StarCraft like song to this one. Um, and I don't know if it was nostalgia, but like, I think I've listened to both the songs like a couple times. And I, I don't rate either of them actually that much higher than each other. I think they're both like pretty solid songs. But it seems like for whatever reason, the fact that people were able to listen to StarCraft 1 music when they're playing StarCraft 2, that people got mad. So that was that was the thing that happened in the community. This is really just making me want to listen to uh, Dream Theater. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, now that I'm really thinking, wild. I keep saying that's a Getty Lee based solo, but now I'm really thinking it's more like Constant Motion, uh, that song from Dream Theater. It's like the same bass tone and everything. God, I love Proc so much. And see, this is my, this is, well, simultaneously my primary complaint, like looping into things that I actually enjoy about music, which is all of this motion that we've already heard from the song, which Philip has let play for a very long time, which is fine. Yeah, I like, I like it. I like it. I'm, just, I'm listening. I'm vibing. Vibing. Um, you, this is like the 17th motion. It's been like four, three or four minutes. You know what I mean? And it's like, if this right here was the part that I really liked, I would have to describe to Philip, hey, can you get like five, like four minutes Dude, into the... that was my thoughts. I'm like, am I going to make these guys give, like, give me like time frames? Because I thought about yeah. doing that, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to let it play as long as I want to. You know, this song is worth playing. It's, it's that notable. That's why I think we all agreed on it. I, I so will many... say 
I'm literally having flashbacks to like building my opening like uh, what command center and like supply depot. This is literally all I heard, and it was like it was even crazier because like not only did the song start at the beginning, but you like practice your builds over and over again, right? So yeah. you'd like so you knew every part like, of the song. You'd be doing the same build. thing, and yeah, you'd be like, oh, okay, there's a little more space here, right? Like the, the beginning of the song is a lot fuller, right? And then it breaks down at the end. One thing I really like, I appreciate this song a lot more now that I'm talking to Robert about it because him saying that this is like the Earthlings basically music all the time. Um, one thing I'm looking back and reflecting back on this entire OST is that this is one of, this is probably the only song with a guitar, a bass, a drum kit. You know what I mean? There's like a full on yeah. band situation going on here. And this that solo makes me like I love even too. More. Sorry. This is like wild considering the rest of the song. <laughs> When, when it was, by, was a violin by itself? I, don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I, I find it so hard to identify instruments. <laughs> especially in a fiddle. Oh, not a violin. Excuse me. <laughs> a violin. I don't know. Fiddle is a violin. Excuse me. All right. To be honest. <laughs> it's an Oklahoman violin. All right. So that was, what was it? Heaven's Devils? It's a banger. That, if you're good, like, listeners at home, dear co-op partners, listening together partners, whatever, whatever you, you guys are, our dear listeners. Go listen to that song. It's on YouTube. Just jam. You and can I'm put that behind you, anything. You, if you like that song, I'm, you probably already know those bands that we just tossed out, but Rush, Dream Theater, uh, Yes, uh, even Boston's pretty prog for their time. Like You're going to like a lot of that stuff. Boston doesn't sound like that at all. He only, he, Philip only said that because there was an organ for a second. Yeah, <laughs> there was an organ. <laughs> Boston. Like Every yeah. Boston song I listen to is just like, you got more organ? Anyway. Okay. Next category. So, Robert, this is our guest category, and would you like to reveal it to our dear listeners at home? Uh, so, I so wait. Hold, before I do, did you choose either of these, or did all of you like the both of you choose one of them? I chose the, the first, first one. one. Did Nave choose the first one? I kind of hybrided them in my, into my head together because okay, uh, that's fine. Yeah, go for it. I'll throw it. In. Okay, uh, yeah, I chose either songs to take over the world with or songs for the underdog. So. Because uh, a lot of these, that's what it is. It's also like, you know, you're stressing and you're about to get destroyed and this music is playing in the background, you know, as like the enemy armies are invading. So I, I thought you could either find one for that or you could find for, oh, Imperial Doom that is descending upon you. So, um, yeah, uh, I guess I kind of, uh, I don't know if, if Nave wants to go first. You, you said you went for the first one. So uh, card to play, you felt like this was a imperialist song, like taking over things. Well, I was kind of thinking songs for the underdog to take over the world. I was like, that was a very that was more, specific thing. That was what I was thinking too. Like the the, oh, that's of, good. Okay, okay. What did you, so card to play is the one you chose. Yeah, yeah I agreed with Nave. I also chose card to play. Uh, do you want to take a listen and then we'll talk about it? Yep. Sure. Oh yeah, those heavy <laughs> drums. Yeah, this is The Rise. <laughs> it feels very movie-esque <laughs> yeah, th- this is the orcs when they cut down the trees <laughs> yeah. they're getting born from the mud or whatever the hell's going on in there <laughs> which oh, I still think it's so funny how you haven't seen Lord of the Rings and then I, I reference that I send you the one clip of the orcs coming out of the mud yeah and I just had no reference for it I was like what is that what is happening here it's the Uruks being born <laughs> 
How many songs have vocals in the entire OST? I don't think there's that many either. I mean, I mean, okay, like, well, okay. Center, like, no, that was, like, no, no, no. Front and center, besides, like, a background tracking. Just a I don't think they have main vocals. Like, I, I actually just think there's those. And I mean, iMinx has a vocal part, and I was so into it. I, the primary reason I picked this one, uh, this one almost went into that category before. Uh, but Notable. I picked this one because... In between this song and Heaven's Devils, there are like five just background music songs that where there's nothing going on. And then the very first second of this is I almost fucking crashed my truck into a tree when the first time I heard it. <laughs> it's like the intro to Final Fantasy VIII, right? The I don't remember what yeah, the intro is called. It's, that it's one. So this is so much more urgent than that one, though. That one's so much more whimsical with flutes and. Yeah. fucking happening but this one all sounds right. like someone's descending upon you or about to all right i think we can uh give that one a rest that one is definitely one of the more brutal songs or like go that goes hard on the war front but if, if you're if you okay if you were doing like a workout and you have to make it through the last like six seven minutes and you're just like dead tired seven minutes. this this is the song you throw <laughs> on you know this just song to... is like seven <laughs> seven minutes long I don't know if it's seven minutes long. That was my guess. But like, it's like you're at the last part of your workout. You can't get that last rep in. And then you throw this song on and you're like, okay, it's time to go. So yeah, that's what I feel. That's what I feel the purpose of this song is. All right. So once again, way back in the song you show off, I chose the same song as you, Robert. I, I, Minsk. I don't even know if that's the correct pronunciation. Once again, once again, the title of the song being a title of a book that was released prior to um prior to the actual thing so i think that's kind of cool because it, it makes me it makes me think of uh you know the league of legends band pentakill and all of their songs are either abilities Weapons. or items in the game yeah. <laughs> but it's great because so many are so good yeah bloodthirster uh blade of the ruined king and stuff like yeah, that and you're like so good oh <laughs> and they're the power I've metal group, that. and it just blade of the so ruined king sense. okay blade of the ruined king in the game not that cool all right but it blade of the ruined cool. king he used Blade to of the Rune, hold on, hold on. Oh, Blade of the Rune King, though, as a song name, as a title, amazing. I feel like there's a distinct difference for me. Well, know. they they added the Rune King to the game. Do you remember his name? No, because it was what? it was an item for you know seven years or whatever. Then they added the, the character. I don't remember his name, but there's a champion that's like that's his sword. Oh, okay. That, that's him. He's he in took the game. his sword back. No one else could use it again. <laughs> And it's like his passive is related to the same passive that's on the sword. So it, it's like you come. What, okay, this, this isn't about it. Yeah, let's move on to I Minsk. I said this game or the song is the one I would show off. This is the one I just want to put on blast. Like you're in the office and you're like just listening to OST soundtracks and you're like, man, this, the energy is kind of low in there. What should I put on? And then you slap this one on there. But Robert, you picked the song for was it songs to take over the world with? Yes. I think okay. we should listen to it first and then I'll then I'll explain. Okay. Give me a second. Almost got like fable vibes. And then this comes in. 
right, chill out, Dovahkiin. I know. That's what I'm saying. Just like you're just sitting at the office with your headphones on. Someone's like, hey, man, what do you listen to? You're like, check this out. Like, wow, you're really checking emails while listening to this? It fills me with determination. It does. We're, we're, we're just waiting for the breakdown, though. <laughs> Here we go. That's it. It's a lot of tension. The opera. What gets me is there. This is one of those songs that has like seven different parts all linked together in it, <clears throat> and there's like two significant parts that are, I think like halfway through. I don't think we're gonna listen to the whole thing, but I might try to jump to them. If we could, I want to jump to the like crazy opera part. Oh, is this it? I think this is the part that won me over because I was arguing between I think maybe card to play and I minx. I wasn't sure which one I was going to pick for this. This little piano part. Yeah, this is what got me. This is hitting me in the old ravioli fettuccine, if you know what I mean. I was getting a more Mother Russia vibe. It's more Italian, I guess. Is it? Is it? This is definitely more Italian, Italian. opera. 100%. Okay. Oh, maybe I think there's like a patriotic piece that sounded like the uh, Russian song at some point. Well, listen, all of them got their music from Vienna, so. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I hear the Italian, <laughs> I guess. It was probably Latin. He said, furrow in his brow, wondering what Italian sounds like. It's a me, <laughs> Mario. Just thinking about Civilization Six and, like, what does that guy sound like? Mm. Beautiful. I actually saw a concert of people uh, singing opera style music. This is video game music? Is like the follow up statement? It's interesting. It's like uh, this OST gives a little bit for everyone. It really does. Unless you're into Little Yachty or something. It doesn't have (laughs) anything for you. I. Okay, so like what I want to mention when it says a little bit to anyone, I think what I'm really appreciating about all these pieces is they are so directly linked with the story. And it like this one just feels it because um, the character of, of I Minsk is essentially a guy who gets all the Terrans and is like, okay, we are we are the best, you know, of the of like the just you know get rid of the aliens. We don't care about the aliens. Humans are the best, and I am yeah. I'm your leader, and we are together, and we're gonna we're gonna like they'll just do, and he will do everything possible, right? Uh, to to get what he wants, but he portrays himself as like a very like rebellion style leader. Um, but the undertone in this whole thing is that he views himself above the people that he's like using to like propel this, right? So the 
when you hear like the more like sinister parts or like the faster parts in the beginning and then you heard at the end there um it's very much the oh no this person will do whatever they want like whatever the uh, whatever they can to get what they want um and then when you hear like the opera style right or the piano it's because he as himself sees himself as a noble right and he he sees himself as like oh i'm this great like noble amazing person and so what i find absolutely fascinating is that it very much tells like his persona his character throughout this whole piece because oh this is he's he's prim and proper that's how he presents himself right uh, but then there's just like you know he betrays Kerrigan and the bombing and that which led to the, the him in the the bar drinking uh, so so it's it's like he will do whatever he wants if he thinks is like for for not even for the cause that he's got all these people like part of but for the for like his own like means to an end to be the greatest thing uh so yeah i just i just to me like this one just strikes me as perfect when it comes to like syncing with the character um and i think it's great for that reason has a lot of personality yeah, I also can I can I do a quick antidote here? Um, yeah, story about Minx. Um, yeah, spoilers for anyone who cares about a, a you know a game that no one does. Gonna, Go no for it. Probably gonna, no one's probably gonna uh, play through. Um, what I found was so great is the actor for Minx was doing a promo for like I don't know if it was the second or the third expansion in StarCraft, right? Um, and he was asked what his like final lines were in the in the in like like because they're just like just trying to get some information about the campaign or whatever, right? And they asked the actor, and the actor is great because it's usually like non video game actors. They're just like random actors. <laughs> they're like, yeah, I'll, I'll pop over here. This is cool. Um, and so they ask him like what his final lines are, um, right? Uh, in 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 like that that script or whatever, right? In the upcoming yeah. game, and uh, <laughs> as he's about to say, he like starts to choke like pretend to choke right and then like oh falls no to the ground and then you just have day nine right there and he's like oh, he died we'll never know right um but what i think is even greater is that in fact his last lines in the actual thing was him choking as he gets choked out and killed by kerrigan and like so it was crazy because like they all played it like they played it up in like in like the like when they're promoting the thing as like oh no you'll never know like the secret right but then yeah. he, he actually that gave the secret. secret that was that was his final lines he was he got choked out and died yeah there you go that's perfect or was gasping for air as he died yeah there you all go guys let's highlight our final feelings about this ost i'll lead off i am probably not gonna vibe this ost that often <laughs> This is not a separate state of vibe to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to vibe to this. I will. Okay, so I have a like you know a playlist of a thousand OSTs, and I'm slowly going through them and like making organized like, oh, this is what I'm going to listen to for this or whatever. Like this is where the Skyrim themes, like different vibes of OSTs, because I love OSTs. And a couple of these songs are going to make the jump into some categories. Heaven's Devils, that one's making the jump into some playlist. And I Minx probably does not have a, a place to go because <laughs> of how wild it is. But I'm uh, probably hard to play. Have Heaven's Devils. Those ones are going to make the jump. Public Enemy. I have a place for those. But 90% of this OSD is not making the cut. I I would. Uh, can I go next? Uh, yeah. I don't think I'll have any grand uh, grand things to say like so, so much here. But um, I'm completely with you. Um, I would even argue that like even though like four songs that really stick out on top of the fact that they go on so long and they change so much um they're all so distinct 
right? So it's even hard to get really like a theme, right? Um, if you take this OST in its how it's used like during the games, then it makes sense. But even like as an album, right? Like sometimes when you buy albums, you're like, oh my goodness, that's an amazing album. I'll buy all the songs. I don't care, right? But this one, yeah. it would be way too jumpy. Like I feel like not everyone who's going to like a couple of those songs is going to necessarily like all four of those songs. So, um, and yeah, I would definitely ignore the rest of the album. I don't, and I like, I don't even think it's bad. It's just a lot of motif. It's all, it's probably it like a lot of those structured songs is like, okay, we have like this like basic melody and then we're just going to iterate over it and slightly change it for 10 minutes. Right. Like that, that's just kind of, it, it is supposed to be like elevator background, classical style music. So, um, I would only recommend it to someone who, uh, who maybe maybe they like classical music in the background, but they don't want anything like that's too intense. Which is actually interesting because, like, I would probably argue a lot of classical music is way more active listening. <laughs> like, it's it's too interesting. Yeah, I would to think so too. In like, the background, <laughs> you pay attention to see what's going on. Yeah. So yeah, that, those are my final thoughts. Nave feelings. Uh yeah so. It really harkens back to that idea that this ga- this music was made for a video game rather than made as an album, uh, with an album in mind, maybe. Um, I'm not sure if, it, if that's the case or not, honestly, but it feels that way. It really makes me think about Doom 2016, and that's, that, uh, that OST is so fantastic, but it's so hit or miss depending on how they mixed the songs, because those songs were made organically by Mick Gordon to... Uh, be kinetic with the gameplay like to be tracking what kind of generally you're doing in the game and whenever they stitch them together to make a specific song it it has the same pitfalls that this ost has where there will be a 45 seconds of just blissful riffage going on and then there'll be like 25 30 seconds of just in the middle music because this is the song for that one level like this is the whole song for that one level but that level takes 45 minutes to complete and on the first try and the time you listen to the song in like eight minutes you know what i mean so yeah um one thing that we brought up way earlier with uh the pokemon soundtrack how catchy those songs are i think those songs are so catchy because you're not ever listening to one for that long um you're in a battle for like maybe two or three minutes tops that's the song you probably hear the most but other than that you're in a town for like maybe a minute and a half before you enter the pokemon center and hear a different song or you enter a house and hear a different song and then like there's constantly these little bops these little jingles that are happening these songs are like loops of 45 seconds but um they're made to be switched out with all of these other songs and uh the last thing i want to say is i've been playing i've been playing this album almost every day at least once just listening to the full thing and just today i was playing skate this is not a good album to listen to while playing a skateboarding game by the way. <laughs> I say so. it gives you a weird energy but um so i was listening to this album while playing skate and at one point i heard a song and i was like wow this song is different suddenly like why do i just suddenly realize like why am i just suddenly hearing this song this song kicks ass and then i looked on spotify and i had already listened through the whole album and i was now listening to the bloodborne soundtrack so, uh. <laughs> and so I, I didn't notice that it had changed. It just went from another classical video game background noise sound soundtrack. So I was just like, okay, I just probably went into boss fight music or something. So, uh, I think the album is pretty good. What it really makes evokes me, it evokes in me is like video essays on YouTube. You know how they'll play like mm. mass effect music or something in the background. I could definitely hear I am minx like 
playing that opera part while something very serious, like in a donkey video, while he's describing the yeah. emotions he's feeling Overwatch while too. playing a different game. Yeah, yeah, so it's like I feel I feel like this is great music for something like that. This is as uh, un uh, confrontational of a soundtrack that as you could possibly have. It can probably merge with anything as long as it's mellow or strategic or thoughtful, like chess or something like that. Uh, but as soon as you go into that active territory, it's kind of hard to uh, stitch it together like that. That's probably it. Perfect. All right. And with that, I would like to once again, thank you, Robert, for joining us this week. It's been a hoot and a half. I, I feel like uh, I need to, um, next time I'm one of these shows, I need to, I need to change up my, my brand. Cause I feel like my brand has been way too focused. You know, it's it's been very, very much like these RTS games and stuff. So. Um, well, I mean, you, you do know. have the world's largest Age of Empires podcast, right? I I don't think you're wrong. I I think you may be right. At least at least in consistency. Um, yeah. But there you go. But you got Age of Empires. You got Rocket League. You got Pokemon's. Any other side yes. projects currently going on? Um, I mean, it's it, it's kind of funny because like one of my favorite shows to do is like hidden behind the Patreon. So like, I don't really want to promote it because it's like you'd have to be interested in all the other stuff as well. But I guess, you know what? Two bucks a month, okay? And that's, yeah. I think, I'm pretty sure that's Canadian. So it's like a 10 cents, all right? Um, <laughs> I don't know about uh, that conversion rate. I, I'm just I'm just kidding. But uh, no, so if you want to like, go listen to Rob and Kyle show, because um, I think my friend and I just go into like deep discussions about like philosophy and, you know, just whatever. Sometimes video games, sometimes other stuff. Um, and And I think... It's one of the shows I most enjoy to do, but it's also a show there is a reason there's a paywall because I think it gives us a little more freedom to talk about what we want. Um, so a chance to say really crooked stuff. Yes. Well, the chance <laughs> to be wrong at least, right? And okay. At least the listeners that <laughs> we're, care about you. We're wrong on the main page every day. All the time. Well, wrong. I mean, I, I argue. <laughs> argue less publicly <laughs> is probably the way to do it. But yeah, I'll, I'll recommend that. And then, uh, yeah, um, that, that's all I got. All right, and then before we go, Robert, what other OSTs do you think we should check out? Um, okay, so I'm currently I'm playing uh, Kingdom Hearts through. Uh, oh, simple and clean. Yep. We, we, okay. do, we talk about it every week. Or every I, okay, week. actually, comes up. okay, okay. It's it's okay. I brought this up because I got like the Kingdom Hearts. Um, what a, like I got it on Switch. I just got the, all the games. All right, because they have like that thing that you can get. Yeah. Um, the thing. Yeah. Where where you can play all the games on Switch, but it's like everyone like said don't get it because it's a license and something um but i remember also nave talking about like how how uh games should just be always streamed (laughs) oh yeah i thought he was Um, gonna bring up a controversial take or something i was like oh no here we go well the the thing is i i'm still for having a physical disc so i i very much felt like uh you know what it is (laughs) specifically specifically i did want to respond to this because i listened to this episode not too long ago i i feel like the reason a lot of people want physical discs is because if the service that your license is on disappears then you'll never have that game again right like you lose lose the ability to have it so you have a physical disc they can't take it from you so i that's usually the argument for for not streaming games um, but I get, they get this one because I'm like, there's me? no other way to play through all Is that him? Hearts games. I think that's him. Uh, oh, no. So, yeah. Robert, are you there? Can you hear well, us? He probably, oh. he, he, that probably recorded normally. I think that was just. I, a, I'm, can, you, can you hear me now? Can you hear me yeah, now? I got you. Okay, it definitely did record normally. So, um, oh, did we know what you said? 
<laughs> you said it. I, I didn't completely destroy Nave, you know? <laughs> I stand uh, corrected, I think. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Someone, someone can argue with me. You know, get them ASAP League on Twitter and argue with, with me if I'm right about licensing games. There yeah, well, so I, I, as far as the Steam, the streaming things on Switch, the only thing I was really talking about mainly was that if the game is, if the game's performance is going to suffer, uh, then I, I believe since the Switch is so much further behind as far as the architecture is concerned, I think that maybe that's an avenue that you might want to go with. But um, I don't think I, I, I didn't like the the digital age, but I've just fully converted to it because of the, just the the trend that everything's going in since you put a disc in ease of access yeah you 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 put a disc in and then you it's just a drm basically you still have to download the game and then it you have to have the disc in that makes me so annoyed even though i never used that would i hate that yeah it's very annoying so annoyed so i just gave up and with that maybe we can uh listen to something together next time i'm gonna say goodbye to our dear co-op listeners as we listen to a song that is better tomorrow maybe we can have a better tomorrow tomorrow you said better Whatever. tomorrow so much louder. It sounded like you didn't say anything and then you edited that in. <laughs> but I was Whatever. watching you do it. <laughs> Here's better tomorrow. <laughs>